and amen. Go ahead and grab your Bibles. Uh, turn with me to James chapter number 1. James chapter number 1. James chapter number 1. If you're not familiar with the book of James, uh, it is in your New Testament. It is towards the back of your New Testament. Uh, so Hebrews is right before it. And right after James, I believe, is First and Second Peter. Yep. So James chapter number 1. James chapter number 1, and um, let's go ahead and pray. Lord, thank you so much for today. Lord, I pray we hear from your voice. Fill me with your Holy Spirit right now. In your wonderful name we pray, amen. You may be seated, you may be seated. So James chapter number 1, James chapter number 1, uh, we're going to go ahead and start there. We're going to start in verse number 1. So James chapter number 1, if you did not bring your Bible today, that's okay. We'll put it up here on the screen. Uh, but if you did bring your Bible, I encourage you to actually look in your Bible as we read uh, James chapter number 1. If you're there, say, I'm there. Okay. By the ones that are watching on Facebook at this point, you should already have done it. But do it again. Hit the share button. Hit the share button. Let's get the gospel out. It says, James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall, be, he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways." Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heart, but it withereth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth. And the grace of the fashion of it perisheth, so also shall the rich man fade away in his ways." Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begot he us with the word of truth, that he should be a kind of firstfruits of his creation. Now here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read verse 19, but I'm just going to read the first word, and then I want you all to help me in sights and sound. Once I read this first word, you take down the verse. 
Verse 19, the first word is wherefore. Say it with me, one, two, three, wherefore. Now take the verse down, wherefore. That word wherefore, okay? That word wherefore means because of. Because of, whenever you see the word therefore or wherefore in your Bible, you need to reference back to what was already spoken, which we did. So according to what we're about to read in verse 19, because we can find joy in trials, because trials work patience in us, because patience brings contentment, because we gain wisdom if we ask by faith, because there is a need for humility. Do you see that about the low person being exhausted and the rich person being brought low? That there is a need for humility. Because we have the ability to endure temptation, understanding that temptation is not of God, but of our own lusts. Because every good gift and perfect gift comes from God. And because... We are the first fruits of all creation. Basically what that means is we are God's preferred creation. We're more important than any other creation on there. We are the preferred creation. So there are facts that he has established, James has established in the scripture, that these are the facts we've established. Because of these facts, wherefore? Wherefore? Now let's put verse 19. Wherefore? My beloved brethren, so he's talking to saved folk, okay? So all the people that, are there, that, that, are, that know they're saved, that have put their faith and trust in Jesus. My beloved brethren, let every man, let's stop right there, every man, which means that this is not a pick and choose kind of deal, that this is for every single person in this room that's watching online, even myself, this is for every single person. Let's read it together. Let every man be what? Swift to hear, say it with me, swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Let's, read it. Let's say it one more time, ready? We need to be what? Swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Now, does that describe people in our society? No, not at all. Let me ask this question. Does that describe a majority of Christians? When, it, when if we're really being honest, as, as, as society in general and as Christians, we are not swift to hear, we are not slow to speak, and we are not slow to wrath. When I say we, I say we for a reason. Because I, if I'm being honest, I'm not swift to hear, slow to speak, or slow to wrath. So if you're taking notes, the title of the message today is Communicating God's Way communicating God's way. And, and I don't know from the standpoint of, of, of and here's what I'm, I'm helping everybody understand. This is not in any way, shape, or form going, okay, what do I need to preach on this week? Um, oh, let me look at society and preach on this. This is not in any way, shape, or form. Because of that, do I think that our society could learn a lot right now in communicating God's way? Would everybody agree with that? Say amen. amen. I think a lot of our society could learn from this but really it was from the standpoint of seeing some things that God was stirring in me and what was going on in me that I wasn't swift to hear, that I wasn't slow to speak, that I wasn't slow to wrath. And then I started to see that maybe this is something that other people are dealing with as well. And so we're going to talk about communicating God's way. Because a lot of times what happens, what happens in our lives is it, it, a lot of issues that we have in our lives are because we don't communicate well. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy. Can I get an amen? Okay? 
when I don't listen, when I don't listen, and when I speak too quickly, guess what happens? I get mad. <laughs> okay? And, and what, what we see in our society right now is no one wants to hear. Everybody wants has, has something to say, and everybody's getting mad about it. Would everybody agree, say amen? Okay, I agree. I agree. And so my thing is, okay, I have my own personal opinions about it. I have my own personal convictions about it. But really, my own personal beliefs, convictions, whatever you want to call them, don't matter compared to the Word. Can I get an amen? This is what matters. Okay? And so what we're going to do is we're going to look at how do we communicate God's way. So the first thing we're talking about today, and this is the only one we're going to get to, we're just going to talk about swift to hear. So if you're taking notes, number one, the problem with our hearing. The problem with our hearing, okay? Now, I want to say the word listen, okay? Because sometimes we can hear things and not be listening. But since the Bible says hear, we're going to say, we're going to use the word healing. The problem with our healing, hearing, excuse me. Here's the problem. We listen with the intent to reply. We listen with the intent to reply. Listening, for most, is an opportunity to reload the ammunition of words that you're wanting to say back, okay? We don't really care what someone has to say. We're just waiting for them to stop talking so that we continue to build our case for why we're right. I hate to say it this way, maybe in a more direct way. Essentially, what our listening is nowadays is saying this. When I talk, now you're talking, so here's what I'm doing in my mind. Hurry up, shut up, so I can talk again. (laughs) Hurry up, shut up, so I can talk again. And so we're really not actively listening to people. What we're doing is we're just taking a pause to regather our our thoughts, our, 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 our argument, so that we're like, okay, they're talking about this, they're talking about this. Okay, here's my argument, here's my argument, here's my argument. Okay, you're done talking. Okay, now, wham! Bam, 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 right? Okay, so there's a problem because what we're doing is we don't really have an intent to listen. We just want to reply. Uh, Stephen Covey, if you're familiar with Stephen Covey at all, Franklin Covey, big, big guy on, on leadership and, and, and management and time management, and that kind of stuff. He wrote a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Has anybody read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Okay, maybe we all need to read that. All right, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Habit number five states, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Now, some people will say, well, Buchanan, are we supposed to decide in our life about how um, we should live as Christians based upon a leadership expert, this Stephen Covey guy? No, why don't we use the Bible? Would that be a better example? Proverbs 17.24 even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted what? Why? Oh, come on. Is it up there? Did y'all have that up there? Proverbs 17, 28. Okay. Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted what? Wise. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of what? Understanding. That word esteem means value. That according, according to this, according to God's word, that the wise person is not the person that talks all the time. The wise person is one that doesn't say much at all. Even if he's a fool, he's considered wise because he doesn't say anything. 
I've heard this before, that it's better for someone to thank you a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Does that make sense? Better be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. But according to this, that, that someone who is swift to hear is a person that's considered wise, a person of understanding. Let's illustrate this. Uh, Weston, will you be a volunteer today? Okay, thank you. Okay, I didn't, I, usually what you do is you do not ask people to be volunteers until you've already approved them to be a volunteer, okay? So if you can just stand right here, okay? I promise you I will not embarrass you in any way, shape, or form. I may have to expand the camera out because I know you're giving your social distance here. I appreciate that. All right, come on a little closer. It's a little, look, okay. We, we, we good, Mark? We good about six feet? Okay, put your arm out. Okay, I think we're close, all right? You got us here? You good, you good camera? Gotcha, all right. All right, so I wear contacts and glasses, Okay, uh, some of y'all saw me last week and Wednesday night I was wearing my glasses. Some of y'all had no clue that I wore contacts and glasses. So now you know, okay, I have terrible vision. I have, uh, if, you, if you know anything about vision with that, I'm actually a negative eight and a half. So for those that know about nearsightedness and all that kind of stuff, I got, like, let me help you this. These are thick glasses right here. And technically this is a six and a half, so I've had these for a long time, so this is not even the right power. But why do I wear glasses and contacts? Because, one, because I couldn't see very well, so I went to an eye doctor, okay? Because I couldn't just conjure up in my mind, okay, I can't see very well, let me just... I had to go to an eye doctor who was going to test my eyes, okay, and was going to diagnose my vision needs. From that diagnosis, they prescribed these certain types of lenses that my vision needs. So now... Keep them on, okay? All right, so here, okay, so do you like my glasses? Why not? Okay, now, now let me help you with this. I like my glasses. Do you like them now? I mean, I've had these glasses for years. Do you like them now? See, I don't understand. Like, I, 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 I've been able to see through these glasses all these years. And they've never had a problem for me. Like, are you sure? Do you like them now? And why do you not like them? Okay. All right. Let me see these right quick. Thank you very much, Weston. Okay. Now, you can... Thank you very much, Weston. Sorry. (laughs) I see in them fine. Why can't you see things like I see things? Are you all starting to get the point? Because here's what happens. Here's what happens. We are so quick to prescribe glasses for eyes we have not diagnosed. Think about that. We are so quick to prescribe, to, to prescribe, to, to, to prescribe glasses for eyes we have not diagnosed. See, from the standpoint of understanding, see, what, to me, when I look through these glasses, I see everything perfect. I see everything fine. Everything is completely clear to me. Honestly, without the glasses, I'm in trouble, okay? Some of y'all that know my eight, negative eight and a half, if I didn't have my glasses or contacts, do not get on the road with me, okay? I will hit you. It will happen, okay? But we are so quick to diagnose, to diagnose eyes, excuse me, we're so quick to prescribe glasses for eyes 
we have not diagnosed. And here's what's interesting. Why do we not want to hear? Why do we not want to truly listen? Because here's what's interesting. If we truly listen, we have a possibility that our minds may be changed. Think about that. Because when we start to listen, what happens is, what happens when we talk, we are trying to influence. But when we listen, we are trying to be, we are, we are allowing ourselves to be what? Influenced. But yet we don't want to be influenced. We don't want our mind changed. And because we don't want our mind changed, we refuse, we'll, we'll use the H word, okay? We refuse to what? Hear. Because we don't want our mind changed. Because our mind is made up and our mind is not changed, so we refuse to listen. Also, we, we, this happens, I believe. We look for facts to back up our opinion. We look for facts to back up our opinion instead of facts forming our opinions. So the question is, the application is, are you truly listening or just waiting to respond? Are you truly listening or just waiting to respond? That's the problem with our hearing. We are so quick, we are just waiting to respond instead of truly listening. Number two. The solution for better hearing. The solution for better hearing. Probably the greatest solution to better hearing is to ask questions. Say it with one, two, three. Ask questions. Ask questions. Remember, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Now, why why is that probably the best thing to do when it comes to hearing? Well, let's use the example of Jesus. Do you know Jesus asked a lot of questions? Have you ever noticed that in the gospel? Jesus asked a lot of questions. I actually looked this up. Over 300 questions Jesus asked. Jesus asked over 300 questions. Now here's, here's, here's the real question. Do you think Jesus asked the question because he didn't know the answer? Come on. No, okay? No. Jesus didn't ask the question because he didn't know the answer. Okay, because Jesus know everything, knows everything. Can I get an amen? He knows everything. So why did Jesus ask so many questions? Because Jesus knew a good question can help someone more than a right answer. I'll say that again. Jesus knew a good question can help someone more than a right answer. Let's look at Luke, Luke chapter number 2. Luke chapter number 2. Let's talk about Jesus. This is, this is in, in Jesus' life, very young in his life, okay, as a teenager. Luke 2, 41. It says, now, this, now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the, in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among the kinfolk and acquaintances. And when they had found them not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. I don't know, when I read this, I thought about Home Alone. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Okay? I'm like, Kevin! Right? <laughs> Where is he? Like, you would think somebody would be checking on if Jesus is in the pack. But I guess they were just counting, and here we go. So they go back in verse 46, and it came to pass... That after three days they found him in the t- temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both, what's that next word? Hearing them and asking them what? Questions. And notice this in verse 47. 
And all that heard him were astonished at his what? Understanding and answers. That Jesus, because of the questions he was asking, because he was hearing and asking questions, that he was esteemed a person of understanding, and they were, they were astonished at his understanding and his answers. So why do we not ask more questions? Why do we not ask more questions? You ever think about that? Why do we not ask more questions? Majority of our conversation is more making statements than asking questions. Would everybody agree? Say amen. Okay, so why don't we ask more questions? Here's what I think it comes down to, pride. I think it comes down to pride. I think what happens is one reason we're completely stuck in our ways and we will not be changed, so, so I don't want to ask a question because if I ask a question, then it may change my perspective. On the other side of it, we don't ask questions because we don't want to look stupid or uninformed. But if you don't want to look stupid or uninformed or you're just stuck in your ways, guess what? Both of those are from pride either from the standpoint of thinking too highly of yourself or not wanting to look too bad in front of somebody else, right? So we need to ask more questions. So the application, is your conversation more filled with giving answers or asking questions? Is your conversation more filled with giving answers or asking questions? Do you truly want to understand or are you in a place right now where you will not be convinced no matter what questions or answers you receive. Number three, last point, most important point of all. Here we go. Listen to the right voices. Listen to the right voices. Unfortunately, most of often, we listen to the wrong voices. One we talked about a few weeks ago. One is we listen to our feelings and our emotions. We listen to our feelings and emotions. Okay, this is how I feel, this is, this is how, I'm, uh, how, I, how I, I feel, my emotions, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm whatever, and then so based on that, I respond. Two, we only listen to the people that agree with our point of view. Have you ever been guilty of that? Like, I will listen to anybody as long as they agree with who? Me. So, so, so we're either, we're either going to listen to our own feelings and emotions or we're only going to listen to people that will say amen to us, right? I'm with you. I'm all about it. You're right. Because here's the thing. What happens with that? You know what that does? That builds our ego. I, I, I'm going to talk a little bit more about social media next week, but, but you know what? Do you know what that like button's doing to you? Do you know what that love button's doing to you? Every time you get a like, every time you get a comment, the, the, this, is, this, is, the, this is a medical thing, dopamine, okay, you get dopamine, and so you get this shot of like a little bit of adrenaline, like, man, that feels good. And so what happens, man, I feel good when somebody likes what I say and likes what I does, and they comment and all that kind of stuff. And here's what that's doing. All that's doing is just building your ego up more and more and more and more and more and more and more. And so really from the standpoint of where, where you were on, on, on this particular issue, now you're even that more boldened about it just because of everybody else's response to you. Not because you got more bold about it, but because somebody else agreed with you. And that made you even that more, ah, right? Y'all are enjoying this so much. I love this. Here we go. But who are we trying to listen to? Who are we trying to listen to? Like truly, who are we trying to listen to? We're trying to listen to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Scriptures. That's the right voice. The right voice is the Holy Spirit and the Holy Scriptures. 
Look at this in John chapter 16, verse 13. How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, talking about the Holy Spirit, is come, he will guide you into all what? Truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. Help them understand, is anything the Holy Spirit tells you is what Jesus has already told the Holy Spirit. Notice in verse 14, he shall what? Glorify me. So whenever the Holy Spirit tells you something, it's to glorify God. For he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. Okay, so the Father, and I know Trinity, Holy, okay. Father to the Son, Son to the Spirit. Okay, so everything the Holy Spirit says is true, and we need to be listening to the Holy Spirit. But not only the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Scriptures. It says 1 Thessalonians 2, 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 12. But you would walk worthy of God, who hath called you into his kingdom and glory. Verse 13. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing. Because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as is of what? Truth, what? The word of God. Which effectively, look at this, worketh also in you that believe. Here's what's interesting about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Scriptures, is that they can work in you if you let them work. The Holy Spirit and the Holy Scriptures can work in you if you let them work. But let's be honest. The Holy Spirit has, has, has said to me, oh, I don't think you should do that, Buchanan. I don't think that's the right response. I don't think that's the right way you need to handle this. And here's what I said. I don't care, Holy Spirit. I'm just going to do it my way. Because, right? Or the Holy Scriptures. From the standpoint of the Holy Scriptures, we read in Scripture, this is what Scripture says. Okay, it's not that I need to say this. Okay, I know what the Bible says, so I'm going to change the Bible to what I think it's saying. No, what we do is, what is the Bible saying, and who needs to change? We do. We change with the Scriptures, not that we change the Scriptures. The Spirit changes us, not the other way around. We don't change the Spirit. So the right voices are the Holy Spirit and the Holy Scriptures. So what's the application? How often do you ask the Holy Spirit for guidance before you make a choice or decision? How often do you ask the Holy Spirit for guidance before you make a choice or decision? Here's another thing. How often do you seek Scripture to form your opinions? How often do you seek Scripture to form your opinions? Now we're almost done. Because here's kind of the invitation. Honestly, ask yourself this question. Would someone describe me as a person that is swift to hear? Every single person right now, ask yourself that question. Would someone else, not what you think of yourself, would someone else describe you as a person who is swift to hear? Now what I want you to do is I want you to ask, because we have a tendency to lie to ourselves, now what I want you to do is I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, is that true, what I just said? 
You may say, yes, everyone described me as a person that's swift to hear. So here's what I want you to do. Ask the Holy Spirit, did I just lie to myself? (laughs) Or am I truly someone who is swift to hear? Now, regardless of where you are on that, and hopefully every single person in this room without me, okay, not just me, hopefully everybody in this room would agree that we can do a better job of that. Can I get an amen? Okay? Of being swift to hear. Now, let's ask the Holy Spirit, how can I do better? How can I do better? And here's what I want to challenge you with. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do, do that. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do, do that. Now, I know myself, and under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, I have a lot of work to do in this area. Personally, I have a lot of work to do in this area. I have opinions. I have convictions. I have, I, I, I'm, you know me, okay, I'm just being honest. Y'all know I'm a talker, right? <laughs> I like to talk. I'm very passionate about how I feel and the things and all that kind of stuff, sometimes too passionate. Let's just be honest, okay? Sometimes I'll be a little too passionate. Sometimes I wear my feelings on my shoulders. I'm just like that. I just get that, okay? Just being honest. But I, I have a lot of work to do in this area. I don't want to I, I, I just, I, I want to seek to understand first before being understood. I want to be swift to hear. I want to be, be willing to be open enough that if my mind needs to be changed, then I'm open to that, right? And so we just need to be swift to hear. I'm open to that. And, and, and I'll just tell you if I, how open I am to this. Some of you are going to be like, wow, Buchanan, what, what's wrong with you? You don't seem like you're talking so much. I'm trying to do that on purpose. <laughs> I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to ask more questions. I'm trying to understand. So that I don't just come to this point of, okay, here's what I, here's what I think, and by golly, I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Instead of being open to it and saying, okay, let, let me ask some questions. Let me understand. Now, here's, here's what's interesting about this. Being... Being open to understanding doesn't mean that you have to change necessarily your thinking or your beliefs or your convictions, okay? But you have to be open and willing, okay? Versus saying, no, this is what it is, and I'm not listening, but we need to ask questions. We need to understand. A lot of the problems in our world right now could be fixed with a really good conversation. If, if each person, and here's what's bad about this. I, I shouldn't say it this way. What's bad about it is the only way it works if both people are engaged in being swift to hear. Because if, you t- if you're being swift to hear, but they are not, really honestly, you're wasting your breath. Because if you really want to have a conversation, if you really want to be in a place to where, okay, I want to understand, if both people have to be engaged in listening, right? Both people have to be engaged in listening. So the question is, I'll say this from the same point, I'm willing to do what it takes, I'm willing to do what it takes in order to get better in this situation, in being swift to hear. Because again, wherefore? Because of all the things we talked about. Because we can have joy in trials. Trials brings patience. You know, patience brings contentment. I'm, I'm going to miss them, okay, all right? That we need humility, that we are his first fruit, all these different things. Because of all those things, because of all those things, we need to be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Let's everybody stand. Let's everybody stand. This is our invitation. This is our invitation. I'm going to do it a little bit differently too, okay? Um, we, we won't have any, 
any particular, like if you want to come to the altar, you can. The altars are always open. I want you to know that. But from the standpoint of this, is if you need to put your faith and trust in Jesus, I'm going to be at the red tent. Come by and see me. I'd love to talk to you about that, okay? If you need to take a next step, I'd love to talk to you about that. But let's just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us today. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you so much for how you're moving. And Lord God, right now, in this very moment, there are a a wide range of emotions. There's a wide range of feelings. There's a wide range of mentalities. Some people, some people in this room ha- have, have received your word and, and, and are wanting to apply it to their lives. Some people did not like this message and are choosing to stay in a place that they will not in any way, shape, or form heed to the guidance of the Holy Scriptures. And so, Lord God, wherever anybody is right here in this moment, Lord God, I pray, Lord, I pray, my desire is that we would follow your word and that we would seek your Holy Spirit. And Lord God, that you would be the one to guide us and direct us and to listen to those voices, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Scriptures. And Lord, right now, there are people under the sound of my voice that, and I say this, every single person, including myself, we need to do better in this area. We need to be willing to listen. We need to be swift to hear. And so, Lord God, for every single person on the sound of my voice, Lord, I pray right now their prayer is, Holy Spirit, what do I need to do to be better at this? What do I need to do? What needs to change? What needs to be different in my life today than yesterday so that I will truly be someone who is swift to hear. And Lord God, I pray you give them the confidence and boldness, Lord God, to follow you, to listen to you. And Lord God, that may in turn uh, change from the standpoint of their perspective. It may change some of their opinions. It may change some of, some of their, the, the, the way, the posture and the way they've, 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 uh, they've expressed some of those opinions. I don't know, God. But for whatever reason, Lord God, you, I want you to speak to their hearts and tell them exactly what needs to change. And Lord God, I pray you give them the courage and boldness to make the change. To make the change. Lord God, my desire is not to be more like Buchanan. My desire is to be like your son Jesus. So Lord God, whatever needs to change in me, Lord, make it evident. Lord, give me the courage and the boldness to take a step. Lord, if there's anybody on the sound of my voice right now who's not put their faith and trust in Jesus, Lord, I pray this would be the day. And Lord, I pray you give them the courage and the boldness, Lord God, to come out to the tent and just acknowledge that they do not know you as Lord and Savior. And they would make a decision, Lord God, that will forever change their life. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen couple announcements and we'll be done. Uh, One is, let me go right here because I got to make